what a desire. So many folks are wanting so many things in this day we live. They hunger with passion for wells, for so many different things. I'm so glad I hunger for God that way, aren't you? He's been so good to us. Why shouldn't we? So appreciate you being here today. Just trust the Lord's going to meet with us in a wonderful way. Let me just share just a brief testimony with you before Brother Andrew comes. 18 months ago, the doctors did a scan on my heart, and they found in my lung uh, a nodule. Since that time, they've been scanning me about every six months. Whenever I had the episode here at the church in March, they took and done all kinds of scans and tests and things like that. They found three nodules. But I had a scan Monday, and they found no. We hear so many negative things and so many sad and difficult things, but God is moving in some wonderful ways. Now, they gave me no medication, no treatment, nothing like that. And there was a few folks that I'd made it known to. So I just believe our Father took care of it. Just like he took care of Sister Becky, just like he's taking care of others, like he's going to take care of Erica, our daughter, uh, different needs that are around the world. Why? Because he loves his children. Amen. We're going to invite Brother Andrew to come and speak for us. It's been quite some time since he's been here. All this COVID thing has messed up everything, and at church and our everyday life. But actually, since Brother Andrew and Sister Mariah was here last time, they've moved from West Virginia up to Virginia. Now they attend Brother Sean Martin's church and working out of that church there. And Brother Sean's certainly a fine brother. Uh, it don't seem like it's been that many years ago that Brother Andrew was sitting either here or there one little bitty old guy come up constantly for prayer you know and uh, my eyes grown into a fine fine warrior of the cross and preaching the gospel we so love him and sister Mariah and certainly appreciate the Lord for them appreciate the visitors being with us this weekend as well can we just sing as we open our hearts now to the Lord I'm sure that you didn't come here today to see or to be seen or you didn't come because necessarily you didn't have any other place to go but you have needs, desires in your hearts. And we believe our Father is so mindful of all of those things. And remember, Brother Andrew studied. I know him well enough to know that, that he studied and he's prepared and put a lot of time into it. But a preacher does not bring a meeting on his iPad or in a briefcase. But a great deal of that service will be determined by the congregation. The prophet tells us if a minister has studied and prayed and he walks out into a congregation that's resentful or they're not in the spirit of God, he said the presence of the Lord won't move. But if you walk out into a congregation that's prayed and they're ready and they understand they have a part to play, there's no telling what the Lord will do right here this morning. I have needs, don't you? I have needs. I have desires. I want to be closer to him than I've ever been before. I have friends that are so sick and so many people that I know around the world are so desperate. Amen. Let's just open our hearts to the Lord Jesus. Can we sing touching Jesus? Hey, we'll invite our brother to come and, and just obey the Lord. We are so privileged to be able to have him today. Oh, woman, 
tried so many physicians yet grew worse so to Jesus she came and when that crowd tried to restrain Why don't you whisper him today? Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Then your life will never be Touching Jesus is all that really matters, and then your life never be. this morning. Amen. We know the prophet of God taught us that sometimes God uses his gift and sometimes the people use his gift. And I believe this morning that he's here to speak to us, don't you? Amen. I believe he's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what his word said is still true. Do you believe that today? Amen. Let's just bow our hearts together for a word of prayer this morning and just ask the Lord to come as we have felt his presence in the song service this morning and now as we open his word just ask him to come and speak to us heavenly father lord as your believers have gathered themselves together here this morning lord we take it lord not lightly father but we count it such an honor and a privilege lord to be assembled here together in like precious faith this morning lord knowing that our world is in such turmoil and confusion and chaos and Lord, they don't know which way to turn. They don't know who to listen to. They don't know what person to follow, Lord. It's in, Lord, just a mess. But, Lord, out of this mess, Lord, and this chaos, you have sent a message in this hour, Lord, and it is a message of direction. Oh, God, it is a message of vision. It is a clear vision, Lord, and we are thankful for that this morning. And, Lord, we are so thankful to be here today, Lord, knowing that you promised where two or three would gather in your name. You said that you would come and be in the midst of your children. And, Lord, as I look across this building this morning, there are more than two or three here. Lord, I believe there is enough here this morning to put every devil in hell to flight. 
Lord, I believe there is enough believers here this morning that when one lick of fire would begin to come to another lick of fire, Lord, that divine healing would come in the camp. Lord, joy would come in the camp, Father. And Lord, as we take this moment now to open your word, I pray, oh God, Lord, that you would take these thoughts that you've laid up on my heart. May you now come, Lord. And Lord, we've been taught by a prophet that anyone with physical strength can open this book. But Lord, it'll take you to come and open it to our hearts. And I pray this morning, Lord, that if there would be one here this morning, morning need and joy lord i pray that you would give them that joke joy. If there'd be one here needing peace, Lord, may you give them that peace that passeth all understanding. And Father, we'll be sure this morning to give you all the honor and all the praise and all the glory for it's in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers said, amen, amen and amen. May God richly bless you this morning. You love the Lord. Amen. amen. If you have your Bibles today, we'll invite you to the book of Proverbs, the 24th chapter. And while you're turning there, we I want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We surely count it an honor and a privilege to be here with you this morning. And I was telling someone the other day after the shutdown and quarantine and everything, it's a privilege to be anywhere. Amen. But uh, it sure is a, a privilege to be in the house of God and sure, sure appreciate Brother Donnie and appreciate the church here. And sure good to be here, have my wife with me and all of our family here this morning. We say God bless you and I want to bring you greetings from our pastor, Brother Sean. He said to be sure and greet you all. And I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll step out on a limb and say it. I'm pretty sure Brother Terry would like for me to tell you all hello as well. Uh, it's kind of uh, funny about every time we see each other there at church, Brother Terry would come to me and say, now it's hard to believe the little boy that's sitting next to me is sitting in church with me again. So uh, we, we sure love them and I want to bring greetings to you from them as well. But here in the book of Proverbs, the 24th chapter this morning, in the third verse, I just have a simple thought on my heart this morning. Pray it'll just be an encouragement to you. In the third verse of Proverbs 24, the Bible here says, through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. Also, I'd like to look in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 8 this morning. 1 Corinthians 3 in verse 8, the Bible here says, Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. And I love this. Paul says, Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another build thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try. Somebody say try. The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built up thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall uh, be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself uh, shall be saved also. Now, one other place I want to look in the book of Second Peter, uh, the first chapter. Uh, Proverbs there, the Bible speaking of building, and then Paul uh, speaking there in, in 1 Corinthians 3, amen, of building and a master builder and a foundation. But if you're going to build a building, you've got to have material, right? And in the book of 2 Peter, the first chapter, we find the material beginning in the fifth verse. P 
Peter says, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, I love what Peter says here, they make you. Do you believe that this morning? They, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that this morning? We ask the Lord to add the blessing to the reading of his word. As you may have your seats this morning, uh, from those scriptures, I want to, by the help of the Lord, uh, just to speak to you for a few moments here. And if I would title this, I want to speak to you on. Uh, Brother Louie, it don't fit, so you can't have it this morning. <laughs> Amen. But from those scriptures this morning, I want to speak to you on the, ma the material that God built his church out of. The material that God built his church out of. And I was listening to the infallible word of God. Brother says, what kind of material are you built out of? Methodist, Baptist, Catholic, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Pentecostal, Nazarene, Pilgrim Holiness. He said, if you're not built out of Bible material, then the boards drove on by the Holy Ghost. You better tear off the boards, he says, and get built right. So there's, there's a right kind of building, and then there is a wrong kind of building. There is a, there is a Bible building, and then there is an unbible building building. In another place, he said, I think every Christian ought to take the same attitude. That's right. We want to know where we are standing. Amen. Because we don't want our eternal destination built upon the shifting sands of some church theology. Amen. But on the eternal word of the living God. See, right? Because remember, every one of you sitting here tonight, amen, or I could say sitting here this morning, amen, he says, are going to face stormy times. Stormy times is going to hit that building you're sitting in. That's right death is going to strike it and you better know what kind of a sand it's built upon or what kind of a foundation that it has. Now, amen, I believe this morning that we are not gathered here as just church members. I don't believe we're gathered here, amen, as just people that want to be identified with some type of religion or just here as a people that wants to be a part of some church. But I believe, amen, that the reason we're here this morning is because God has ordained us to be here, amen, and before the foundation of the world, God placed a predestinated seed in our hearts to be here this morning. Now, I'll tell you this way, amen, that the people that are sitting next to you this morning, they're not common people, amen. They're, amen, you're, you're not normal people. You're not just average people this morning. Sometimes uh, while praying and studying, I'll read through the Bible and read about Paul and Peter and, and Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and all through the Bible of how, amen, they went through things. They went through trials and they went through tests and they went through disappointments and they went through losses. They went through all kinds of things. And then something in my mind will say, my it would be something to meet those people and to talk to those people and see, amen, what they went through and how they went through it and can they come out of it, amen. But then it strikes my heart that actually every time I preach to the bride of Jesus Christ, amen, I'm preaching the same caliber of people, amen. Amen, your, your name might not be Mark or Luke or Matthew or John, amen, but you've been through some things. You've been through some trials, amen. You, you've been through some tests. You've been through some great losses, amen. But then it dawns on me that the only reason why we're still here, amen, Amen, as opposed to other people that went through the same thing, it's because we're not built out of what they're built out of. Amen. Amen. We're not made out of what they're made out of. Listen, amen. You've been through things that a Baptist church would fall apart at. You've been through things, amen, that a Pentecostal church would run at. But the reason why that you're still sitting here this morning is because you're more than just a church. Amen. But you are a paradox. You, you are a people this morning. Amen. That have been through some things, but what you've been through, amen. 
amen, was not greater than the God that was on the inside of you, amen, because there was a scripture concerning you that said greater is he that is in you, amen, than he that is in the world. There was a scripture concerning you, amen, that if God be for us, amen, then who can be against us? There was a scripture concerning you, amen, that all things work together, amen, for the good to them that love the Lord. Let me just go ahead and make an announcement to the devil this morning, amen, this is not just a church, amen, this is not just a gathering of people, amen, but this is the bride of Jesus Christ, amen, that has been through wars, but the wars can defeat him, amen, been through battles, but the battles couldn't defeat him, and when I begin to think about all the things that the church of the living God has been through, and then you wonder why we're praising God, amen, because we know if it hadn't been for the Lord that was on our side, amen, we wouldn't be standing this morning, if it hadn't been for God, who was rich in mercy, that looked beyond all of our failures, looked beyond all of our faults, amen, and put a robe of righteousness upon us to be able to stand. Listen, church, we've not been called to bow. We have been called to stand, amen, and I would be lying to you this morning to tell you it's going to get easier. I'd be lying to you to tell you that trials are going to get less, amen, but I've got courage this morning to tell you, amen, that just as God was with you then, he is with you this morning, and there is no test, amen, there is no war, there is no fight, there is no battle, there is nothing that the devil can throw against this church that'll knock her down. Hey, I feel like preaching this morning. I think there's a people here this morning that says, go ahead and throw it, devil, and we'll pick up a bat and knock it out of the park. We are not made out of stuff, amen, that falls apart at the first trial. We are not a hybrid church this morning. We are a spoken word church by the message of the hour. We are a people of paradox this morning. We are a mystery to the world, amen, but we are the church, amen, that God has built, amen, amen, we are a people of paradox, we are a people, amen, that is more than just people that are guessing, amen, but we are a church of authority, amen, we are a people of authority, this is a message of authority, amen, you got a pastor of authority, amen, you, there's a fivefold ministry of authority, now do you see why the devil hates you, amen, because we're not here presuming this morning, but we've actually got supreme authority by the word. Amen. If you listen to the message presuming, Brother Bam's going to tell you to presume actually means to venture without actual authority. Amen. Now you find the world is in a presuming state. Amen. Brother Bam said the church world. Amen. Paraphrasing the whole world has moved under presuming. Amen. Politics are presuming. Religion is presuming. Government is presuming. Science is presuming. Education. Everything around us is presuming. But this is not the hour. Amen. To be presuming. For a prophet would say we're not presuming anything. We see it. We know that God is here and the Holy Spirit, the great God of Elijah, the Holy Ghost, the witness of the last day is pulling his ministry, amen, right into the church. Amen, the same thing that our Lord did. The high priest is descending from the throne to the church. Amen, the high priest is descending from the throne into the church and the church is heaping itself up with the word because he can only come to the word and he is the word. The word cannot come to an almanac. It will not fit. So the word has to come to the word. Amen. Now do you see why? Amen. That cancers are leaving bodies. Now do you see why that nodules, amen, are leaving lungs. Now do you see why, amen, that sickness is losing its hold on the church of the living God? Because the high priest is descending from his throne into the church in this age. Let me say this morning, we ought to make him welcome.
welcome. Amen. We ought to make him welcome this morning. The same high priest that blind Bartimaeus touched. Amen. The same high priest that the woman with issue of blood is in this building this morning. And you can touch the hem of his garment. And in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, everything that's wrong can be made right when the high priest comes in the church. That's why we're still here this morning because the high priest is here. That's why we don't fear doctor's reports because the high priest is still here. That's why we don't fear what man can do to us because the mighty conqueror is still in the church of the living God in these last days. Yes, sir, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is here. Therefore, when we receive these trials, when we receive these situations, we don't have to presume we're going to be okay. We don't have to presume we're going to overcome. We don't have to presume that we're going to get victory. We have supreme scriptural authority to stand up and say, I'm not going to get the victory, but I've already got the victory. Victory is not coming. Amen. Victory is here. See, you say, then what are you talking about? I'm talking about a church, amen, that God called. Amen. Not a church that man made, but a church that God called. And when God calls something, he equips what he calls. If God calls a man to preach, he'll give him something to say. If he calls somebody to sing, he'll give them something to sing about. If he calls somebody to teach, he'll give them something to teach about. See, amen. Then if God calls him, he doesn't expect him to go to a seminary. Amen and find some material, amen, to fulfill the call upon his life, amen, but he's actually born with the material in him that when the quickening power of the Holy Ghost overshadows what is laying inside of him, it'll cause a resurrection in that man and he'll stand there in the face of every unbelieving giant. He'll stand there in the face of every Philistine. He'll stand there in the face of every skeptic and critic and say, though you slay me, amen, yet I'll trust him, amen, though the skin worms destroy this body yet in my flesh I'll see God I'm talking about the church that God built I'm not talking about something was hatched out of Bob Jones University I'm talking about something that left the genes of God as an eternal word as an eternal substance my to think this morning when God calls a man to do anything he completely equips him with everything he has need of God always completely equips his man God always, somebody shout completely. He completely equips his man. Then in Genesis chapter 6, you'll hear of a man named Noah. Amen. God actually called Noah. Amen. And he called him to do something. He called him to build an ark. Now, if you study, Brother Bram says God actually give Noah, amen, the word or the order, the form and the use of the ark. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, and God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Notice here in verse 14, make thee an ark. Amen, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Amen, room shalt thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without the pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. The breadth of it, 50 cubits. And the height of it, 30 cubits. Amen, a window shalt thou make to the ark and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower second and third story shall thou make it and behold I and I speaking of himself here behold I God even I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth and destroy somebody say destroy 
destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die but with thee amen I ain't got time to preach her all day but with thee amen will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark amen thou shalt come into the ark amen thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy son's wife with thee and of every living thing of all flesh two of every sort shall thou bring in the ark to keep them alive from with thee they shall be male and female of fowls after their kind of cattle after their kind of creeping thing of the earth after his kind two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive and take thou unto thee all of the flood that is eat the food that is eaten and shall gather it to thee and shall be for food thee and for them notice here in verse 22 of Genesis 6 thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him so did he amen I want you to catch something here Noah's works expressed to man what his faith was in God's promise see God met Noah and said Noah it's going to rain I'm going to destroy the whole earth with water now it never had rain that's the impossibility but said prepare an ark amen of the dimensions that I tell you about and him being a carpenter amen him being I was studying the other day and I caught this him being a carpenter any carpenters here know that when you get a set of plans the first thing you do is you look at them and then when you look at them you say well maybe we could change this or do this so different amen but notice here Noah didn't question nothing he didn't say well God maybe we shouldn't make it so big and maybe we shouldn't put three stories in it maybe, maybe we should just leave this out but God gave Noah the instructions amen and Noah took those instructions and he went to work and fix it up there with the shittim wood and put the pitch in it. My, I love this. Put the pitch in it. Amen. He began to put the pitch in it. He began to put the foot of dice. Amen. Put everything there. And the prophet said they come by and said this man is actually crazy because he says it's going to bring waters out of heaven and there's no water up there. But you see, Noah didn't think about that because his works was expressing to the people what his faith was and what God had said. That's the reason the genuine Christian amen separates himself from every thing but the word of God no matter what the people think what anybody else says he isn't just saying that if he is it won't be too long till his works will be made known see had Noah changed one thing on the ark amen the flood would have revealed amen what he changed on the ark because that ark wouldn't have been swimming it would have been sinking amen but because Noah amen was a God called man who received a God supernatural commission he went to work and the prophet said see we didn't know this amen but there were other boats in those days we didn't know until a prophet come along that there was other boats there was amen there was a Baptist boat there was a Pentecostal boat there was a Presbyterian boat amen let's bring it around us there was a return ministry boat there was a seven thunder boat there was a Peru there was all kinds of boats amen but there was only one boat amen that God had made a covenant with a man to build it and that man's name was Noah and that boat was called the ark and the prophet said when Noah went to building on this he was building a boat that would stem the great tides he said see they looked at Noah and said Noah our boat will float as much as your boat he said oh he said I belong to this church and I joined over here and it's as good as yours he said remember when the floods came amen only the God constructed boat floated 
when the floods came only the God constructed boat floated amen every other boat sunk to the bottom amen but Noah's boat amen went riding across the waves amen why because it was God inspired it was God instructed are y'all hearing me this morning amen let me just ask you happy valley why is this church still standing amen why is this ministry still standing because it's not a man built church it's not a man built ministry it's not a man built move it's the inspiration of the almighty God that has been released in this generation amen to raise up a church that'll stand when she's surrounded by every devil in hell with every gun pointed at her and she can't find a close place to go and hide from the weapons but she is built by stuff that if you shoot her it won't kill her if you cut her it won't stop her if you hit her it won't defeat her come on church I'm not talking about an invincible army coming I'm saying this morning there is an invincible army here Oh, Brother Andrew, I'm looking for the Invincible Army. Look no further. You're looking at it this morning. I'm looking for the Invincible Church. Look no further. Behold her this morning. I'm looking for the Invincible Youth Group. Look no further. You found it this morning. What are you talking about, Brother Andrew? I'm talking about the church. Amen. That God has designed and he's raised up a ministry. Amen. To build that church. He said, see, unless that boat is constructed by God, it will not stand. It's got to be Holy Ghost material. It's got to be Holy Ghost material. And Holy Ghost material, amen, makes Holy Ghost people. See, a cypress boat material makes a cypress boat. A poplar makes a poplar boat. See what I mean? And a worldly material makes a worldly church. Amen, but a Holy Ghost material. But a Holy Ghost material makes a Holy Ghost church. Amen. See this morning, we're not a worldly church. Amen. We are not a Cypress church. We, we are not a popular church this morning. We are a Holy Ghost church, which has received Holy Ghost material from the word to build. My, amen, now this is what I love, amen, is Noah's construction was according to his instruction. See, in the face of everything that was against Noah, he still kept building according to what God had revealed. The prophet said he knowed that his construction had been according to his instruction. And I wonder if our construction will compare with the instructions we have been given. Can you imagine how many days Noah was out there working and they would come by and seem up there hammering away on that ark and they would laugh at him they would come by and see Noah out there pitching that thing back and forth with tar and they would make fun of him but it never discouraged him amen it never stopped him amen they never had enough power over him amen to get his eyes off of what God had called him and commissioned him to do now brother Bram says it this way he said see paraphrase it can you imagine when Noah's family amen got in the ark amen now it might have been a bunch of a bunch of laughter and a bunch of hard times but when they got in the ark I guarantee and Noah's message, amen, was more valuable to them then than it was the first day they heard it because they raised the window in the ark when the floods began to fall and they begin to see their friend's boat seeking. They begin to see this boat seeking. They begin to see that boat seeking. And the prophet of God said, but they begin to feel the ark rise. He said it this way, amen, she began to rise till she left the ground. Amen, are y'all hearing me this morning? That's, that's shouting material right there. Amen, that's preaching material. She left the 
ground. When they opened the windows, everything around them was sinking. Amen. But they were rising. Amen. Why were they rising? Because they were not built out of denomination. They were not built out of creeds. They were not built out of stuff that would blow apart. But they were built out of the very breath of God himself. And I say this morning, church, let them laugh at this church. Let them ridicule you, Brother Donnie. Let them blast your name all over the world. But one of these mornings... Hey, one of these mornings, we're going to open up and we're going to see this seeking and that seeking. But we're going to begin to feel, amen, a charge of the Holy Ghost coming in our body. It'll be the same charge that Enoch felt. It'll be the same fire that caught Elijah up and it'll lift us off the ground. And in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, there won't be hiding or hair. You may think I lost my mind this morning, but just go ahead and join me. I'm going to leave here one of these days. Let them laugh at us. Let them make fun of us. But God built us. And in the face of every skeptic, we'll stem every tide. We'll crest every wave. Ah, oh, the others sink. The others sink, man. You imagine, what a, you imagine what a heaviness was on Noah's heart when he looked out there and saw all them boats sinking. When he had done everything in his power to tell them, build it the way God said and they begin to sink he said Satan tried him he tried to discourage him he tried to discourage him through the people of that day through the religions of that day through the science of that day but Noah delivered somebody shout delivered Noah delivered what he received and what he received delivered those who received what God delivered to him that's pretty good right there. I thought that up myself. Amen. Amen. Noah delivered what he received. And what he received delivered those. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Amen. Then what you're hearing coming through your pastor and through Brother Daryl and these other preachers. Amen. They're not getting this from a seminary. They didn't get this material. Amen. From Liberty University. They didn't get this material. Amen. From Oral Roberts Studio. They got this material on the backside of the desert when the pillar of fire. Amen. That met Moses and met Paul met William Branham and returned in this day to meet a fivefold ministry and commission them preach my word until my church begins to go from faith unto virtue unto knowledge unto temperance until the very headstone that the builders rejected amen returns and it'll be the triumphal entry of the capstone it'll be the capping of the building that God built No, I'm not a crazy man. I just got some victory. Amen. Been a few days since I've seen y'all. So let me just let you in on this little secret right here, okay? You said, well, Andrew's lost his mind. He's up there running around waving a white handkerchief. Well, actually what happened is I was listening to a tape. And the prophet of God said, right now, the angels of God are in this building. He said, and they're flying white flags of victory. He said, all through this building, they're flying white flags of victory. He said, the devil is waving black flags of defeat. He said, but I see the angels, and they're waving white flags of victory. Brother Donnie, something come over my heart. If the angels, amen, can wave the white flags of victory, and they're not experiencing, amen, the victory that they're waving about, then what about the church of the living God this morning that is not talking about the victory? But she is the victory. She's not talking about the power, but she is the power. She's not talking about salvation. She is salvation. Don't you think it's time, amen, to ring the liberty bell? Don't you think it's time, amen, to let the devil know Happy Valley still got the victory? 
We still got the victory, devil. You thought you got us, but we're still here. You thought you'd set us up, but we're still here. I'm talking about a victorious church. I'm talking about a victorious people that right in the middle of everything the devil's done to destroy them, they can still wave the flag. Ah, Brother Andrew, you're just, you're just all worked up. No, you're just jealous you ain't got the liberty I've got. But you can have it this morning. Hello, you can have it this morning. Yeah, Brother Andrew, that old devil's done everything to me. Won't you just stand up and get in the way this morning? Devil, I'm still here. I'm still here. You thought you got me with my family, but I'm still here. You thought you was going to shut me down, but I'm still here. You thought you was going to shut this man up. Amen from preaching the message of the house. But let me wave the flag and say, Donnie Reagan's still here. Happy Valley's still here. This bride is still here. This message is still here. Where are we going, church? We're going to leave here one of these mornings because God has come down in this generation and has built a church that'll stand the pressure. She'll stand the persecution. She'll stand the trials. She'll stand the doctor's reports. And right in the middle of it, she'll just let go and give God a good old-fashioned Acts 2, 4, Holy Ghost praise in the middle of every devil. I'm not a crazy man this morning. I'm a believer here this morning. There's some believers here today. There's some believers here today. Young man, you're a believer this morning. Amen. Young lady, you're a believer this morning. Preacher, you're a believer. God put you here. Put you here in this age because he sent a message and that message delivered all that God given to that messenger and we received it. Amen. We, just, we received it. Somebody shout, we received it. We didn't question it. We received it. Woo. We didn't argue with it. We just said, Brother Branham, that ain't nothing but the truth. Amen. Can I just preach to you this morning? One, one, of the, one of the saddest days of my ministry, Brother Larry, was when I realized there was people around this message that you could read them what Brother Branham said and they'd still argue with it. Well, they got quite there, but it's the truth anyhow. Amen. You could tell them a prophet said it, and they'd say, well, let me tell you what he meant. And, and let, me, let, me, let me put a little twist on that so you'll understand, because you're just a young whippersnapper. You don't know very much. You're exactly right. Amen. But if our young girls, amen, and our young people, and our, our church members have got the guts to live this message, don't you think it's time some people get the guts to believe what a prophet said? Well, it ain't popular. Brother Freddie, I didn't come to talk about popularity. That's one of the three things will take a preacher down. It'll take a church down. But when there is a bride standing there that knows who she is, she can read what a prophet said and say the same thing Mary said. Be it unto me, Lord. If he said it, I believe it. I receive it. And that settles it. Oh, you gotta, you got to receive it. When, when, when Paul said there in 1 Corinthians 15, I delivered unto you that which I received, the word delivered means, amen, to verbally instruct another. To deliver something verbally. Now surely received means to pick up the book and get the tape and put the pictures on the wall and, and get the briefcase and get everything like Brother Bram Carey. Is that what it means? No, a prophet says it this way, or rather the Bible says it means not to withhold obedience. 
not to withhold obedience. Amen. You can say you received this message, but if you're still disobeying it, you didn't receive it. Because to receive it means you give yourself to it. You release your ideas about it. You throw aside your traditional views. You let the Holy Ghost tear down. Amen. That traditional veil until what a prophet said becomes so sure to you that you'll build your home upon it. You'll build your marriage upon it. You'll build your family upon it. You'll even build a church upon it because you know it's going to stand the test of time. Ah, the Hallelujah. The Bible of God said in the church age book, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. See, it may be that millions will hear these words or read them, but how many will pay heed to them? That we do not know, but he who will lend his ear. He who will lend his ear. See, when you lend something, somebody doesn't beg you for it. You willfully lend it. You willfully give yourself to it. Amen. And I thank God this morning that we've got a fivefold ministry that has willfully lent their ear to these tapes. They have willfully lent their ear, amen, to what a prophet said. And they're not mixing it with what a man thinks, but they're delivering to the church what a prophet said would deliver that church. And by that manifestation of the Spirit of God, this is not a church that is in darkness this morning, but it is a church that the Spirit of God has enlightened us by the message of the hour. Amen. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Anybody here still thank God for the message? Amen. You thank God for what a prophet taught? That's the only reason why there's light in this building this morning. That's the only reason why that there's enough power in this church that if a sick person come to the altar, we can lay our hands upon them is because somebody, amen, has received the supernatural message of the hour. Amen. To deliver it to a supernatural people and by that supernatural commission, it'll bring a supernatural deliverance right here in this church this morning. See, in order to accomplish a project, hey, I can't even teach for preaching this morning. I've got a whole foundation laying, ain't even laid it yet. In order to accomplish a product, a project, amen, there has to be a master. There has to be one raise up in charge. There has to be one stand up. Amen, now do you realize the ark would have never gotten built had Noah left the instructions open for opinions? It would have never got built had Noah said, now what do you think about this? And brother, what do you think about this? Brother, now man, what do you think? Should we change it? It would have never got built. Amen. It would have, well, let's just preach here this morning. They had still been going around the mountain. Amen. Waiting on, waiting on something to come. Amen. But when they realized this is more than a man, when they realized this is more than just a preacher, amen, but this is a man that God met and this is not a two-headed job. This is a one head. The prophet said anything that has two heads is deformed. He said God never had two heads in his church. He never had two heads in his church. He said he's always had one. Amen. And he said that one will be the final absolute. See then what that tells me is, is Christ will become the final absolute of the church in the last days. Amen. Christ will raise up and be the master builder. Amen. Christ will raise up and be the vision to the church. Amen. Christ will raise up and be the voice that we all follow. Come on church. I'm not talking about some man somewhere that because of the personality he's got, he thinks we ought to lend our ear to what he's got to say. I'm talking about a people, amen, that knows if anything's got two heads, it ain't never going to get done. But if one man raises up and says, this is the direction we're going, and everybody catches the vision. 
See, then that vision will become Christ. And Christ is the vision. And the Bible is Christ. He said, then he will be the principal theme. Amen. He should be the principal theme. He should be the principal theme of our talking, of our thinking, of our singing, of our walks. Amen. He should be the principal theme of our life. Then he should be the principal theme of everything we do and everything we say should be centered around the master which is Christ. Amen. Can I preach this morning? Amen. The master which is Christ. See, then let me say it this way. Only what's done by Christ, amen, will last. Amen. And what's done for Christ will last. See, if you do it apart from Christ, then you might as well close the doors. You might as well turn off the lights. You might as well padlock the doors because if Christ is not in it, it's a meaningless gathering of people with a bunch of ideas and a bunch of fussing and a bunch of fighting and a bunch of this and a bunch of that. But if Christ comes in our midst, oh, I tell you this morning, church, I say, come on in, Christ. Come on in, Happy Valley. Come on the pulpit. Come across the platform. Come on, church. If Christ comes in here, it'll be more than just gathering three times a week. If Christ comes in here, this message will be more than something you was just raised in, but it will become the very, the very, the very pulsation of why you're living will be the reason of the message. Now I'm just going to buckle down here and preach for a second. Amen. Cause I've come to place that if Christ ain't in it, I don't want no part of it. I don't care if it is even around this message. If Christ is not in it, Andrew Glover don't want no part of it because it's only a matter of time before enough pressure comes down upon it that it blows apart and this man reveals who he is and this system reveals what was the motive and objective. Amen. But if Christ is in it, then we will fulfill the words of the psalmist David when he stood and said, except the Lord build the house. Amen. They that labor in vain build it. Except the Lord keep the city. They that watch it and waketh are in pain. Amen. But can I announce to you Happy Valley. Amen. 30 years of this ministry. Amen. 30 years of this church. All that's been done has been done around Christ. Are y'all hearing me? Is this okay? It's been done around Christ. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a pastor with a vision of the message. I'm talking about church with a vision of the message. I'm talking about somebody that had one thing in mind. That was go find the stones that God foreordained to be a part of this stature. And let's build it up. Let's forget our ideas. Let's forget our agendas. Matthew, let's forget what we think. And remember what a prophet taught in this generation. Oh, you said, Brother Andrew, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Christ has returned in this age. Christ is the master of the building. Now, do you realize the Bible says there in Corinthians that Paul was a master builder? Amen. Which he's saying here, Paul was a master builder. The reason he was is because Christ was in him. See, this morning, amen, if you've got a murderer, right? If you've got a man that's a murderer, he's a murderer. But if he gets the spirit of John Dillinger, John Dillinger was a master murderer, so then he gets that spirit that spirit comes in him. He becomes a master murderer because the spirit of the master came in him. Is that okay? All right, now let's preach here for a second. Amen. If you got a piano player, he's another piano player until the spirit of Beethoven, which was the master pianist, come off of Beethoven into him, then he becomes a master pianist. See, then whatever the spirit of the master comes into, it automatically makes that the master over whatever you're talking about. See, then if Paul was a builder because he didn't receive the spirit of Gamaliel, he didn't receive the spirit of the Sadducees, but he stayed there 
there until he received, amen, the spirit of Christ. Then when the spirit of Christ come in him, then Paul could say, I am a master builder. All right, let's bring it here this morning, church. Amen, Paul was not talking about a building. He was talking about a surrendered vessel that Christ could claim. See, it was Christ building through Paul. Oh, church, amen, can I take some liberty here? Do you see why you're still here this morning? It's not because just a man, Brother Donnie, it's because a man surrendered his vessel to Christ and Christ came down and claimed that vessel and it's been Christ from this pulpit, amen, year in and year out, trial in and trial out has been behind this pulpit building the church of the last days, not out of worldly material, but out of Holy Ghost material. See, it's Christ, the master builder returning. Amen. What is a master builder? He is an architect. He is the superintendent. He is the, the one that erects a building. He is the creator of that building. See, Paul was not talking about a physical building. Can I preach? He was talking about a people. See, the church was not a building. The church was a body of people who truly believed in Jesus Christ, the master builder. And God gave Paul, amen, the grace, the strength, and the power, and the ability to reach people for Jesus Christ and to assemble them together into a body to do one thing. That is not worship him or worship what he's doing, but worship God that is giving the grace and the strength and the power and the ability to accomplish what is being accomplished. Are you hearing me this morning? See, then where they met did not matter. Oh, I got to be careful here because I could catch a second wind and preach all day. Where they met didn't matter. They could meet in a hut and they would have church. They could meet in a field and they would have church. They could meet in a backyard and they would have church. They could meet in a public building or a church building because the building was not the church. The church was the building in the building. We, we few, a few months ago when all this shutdown took place, our building there at home with, with all the people there at the church, it was, we, couldn't, we couldn't socially distance in there. So we, we started out with going over and getting a brother in the church, Brother Chris Morris. He's got a nice big old, big old field out there. And we pulled a trailer up there. Amen, Brother, brother, brother Sean, all them got out there and they put the music up. Amen, we had drive-in services. Amen, but you know what? We had church. We had church. Brother Sean said, you know what? If you want to say amen, just honk your horn. John told me one day, Brother Anderson, I ain't had so many amens in all my life. Amen, it's amazing what a person will do when they get behind the horn. Amen, amen they'll amen like they never amen before. <laughs> Heard one preacher say they'll sit out there and haunt for an hour and come in church and sleep for an hour. <laughs> well, let's preach anyhow. We're here. We might as well. Amen, but we had church. Amen, it don't matter where. Listen, I'm talking about a people that if you get them in the middle of lows, Brother Jack, and they get with another believer and they just begin to reminisce about how good God's been to them and what he's done for them and what he's brought them through. Brother David, they'll begin to say, it's my desire, amen, to serve the Lord. After all I've been through, I still got joy. Brother, I'll tell you what, they'll clear the plumbing aisle out in lows because the Holy Ghost will come wherever he's invited and he'll move 
welcomed wherever he's welcomed. And I say this morning, church, let's remember who got us where we are this morning. Let's remember who got us through that dark night. Let's remember who got us through that trying time. Let's remember who got us through that broken heart. Let's remember who got us through that disappointment. That same God, Brother Jim, that got us from there to here today is the same God that's going to take us from here into the future home, into the millennium. Come on, church. I'm telling you, you've not been built by man. You've been built by God. But church is not exactly a church building. It's a, it's a church is where the people have gathered. See, the church is not an organization. Now, let me say it this way. Through seven successive church ages, amen, God has been building a people. Brother said, now we already have the stones. He said, all the way from Ephesus to Laodicea, we're only waiting for that headstone that the builders rejected 60 I believe this is 60, uh, 62 he said for the builders rejected waiting for his coming the cap and stone then he comes the first seal and says the true bride will be made up of a thousand times thousands see of the people but it will be the elect out of every age see there must come a true seed he's coming for it a word vindicated bride this bride is going to be made up of all down through that had the word in their age it's not just the last group he said God is going to take the whole thing out of here then let me say it this way amen if this 500 here this morning made you a little uncomfortable when they got to shouting I pray for you when you get there on that day well, let's preach a while. Amen. If, if this few people here this morning, when the Holy Ghost come through and begin to stir something in them, cause them to rise up and praise him, and it sent cold chills over your body, you better get something before you get there. Amen. Because you'll freeze to death. Because when we get there, it ain't just going to be me and Brother Michael and Brother John and Brother Donnie and Brother Brad and all these brothers talking. There's going to be thousands times thousands. Come on, church. Y'all ever go to a good old-fashioned message Holy Ghost meeting? A good old-fashioned message Holy Ghost meeting and you get a couple preachers together and they get to preaching the message and the Holy Ghost gets to falling. One of them gets to shouting and running and dancing and having a good time. Well, Brother Andrew, I just don't think that's very nice and polite. Well, you just wait till we all get over there. And it ain't just me and Brother Donnie in the building, but it's me and Brother Donnie and Brother Tim and Brother Biscal. Amen, Brother Branham and Brother Ron. Come on, church. Amen, all the men of God down the ages. All get together you all think we're going to sit there like a bump on a pickle when we get there that day and Ron Spencer stands up and begins to tell about everything he's been through how he went through fires how he went through strokes how he went through burns and he come through cancer and he still got a testimony come on church brother Donnie when we get there and Paul begins to hear about all that you've been through and he said how did you make it you'll say because I was working for the same builder you work for sister Erica when we get over there and all the bright members that's battled cancer begins to stand and say cancer couldn't stop me amen cancer couldn't take me I left that world in a rapture I'm talking about a holy ghost I'm talking about a hallelujah meeting well I don't think we gotta wait amen till we get there but I think right here this morning we can go ahead and start warming up you say brother Andrew we're not there yet amen but brother Harry God sent a prophet in this generation and said if you're here that's because you was back there and if you was back there you'll be here and if you're here I saw you there 
come on church that's enough to shout your shoe heels off a prophet has already saw you there he's already seen you with no cancers in your body with no stars in your heart got victory church we're gonna be there are y'all hearing me we're gonna be there y'all got mask on this morning look at somebody next to you and say we're gonna be there we oh some of y'all still looking at me they ain't gonna hurt you we're gonna be there we're gonna be there brother Keith. we're gonna be there and we're gonna talk about how god brought you through sister becky i don't know where you're at but we're gonna be there and we're gonna talk about how god brought her through Brother Louie, we're going to be there. And you know what? You won't be walking like you're walking now. You'll be shouting, amen, down the streets of go. I've not run out of stuff to say. I just come to remind you, church, he built you. He ordained you. He made material in you that will not be defeated. It will not be discouraged. It will not be overcome. We're going to be there, church. Ah, Brother Andrew, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You're going to make it. Yeah, you're going to make it. Because John said, being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. In the midst of the candlesticks was one like in the Son of Man. Then he comes down and says the seven stars are the angels from seven churches. See, those seven stars were master builders. Each age messenger was building by Christ in the star messenger of that age. Oh, I ain't got time to slow down here. But let me just say it this way. All those messengers stemmed the tide. Everything they went through, they weren't swimming downstream. They were swimming upstream. Everybody else was falling for the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Everybody else was worshiping that old harlot Jezebel. Amen. Everybody else was denying Brother Rob. Amen. The name of Jesus Christ. They were losing their grace. They were losing their power to stand against that wicked Catholicism system. But there were some men. There were some men. Let me go a step further and say there were some elected men with an elected message that called an elected seed. And it wasn't just the messengers swimming upstream. It was the entire elected group swimming upstream because that messenger was going to cap that age off with a reward. But the only way you was going to get from the beginning of the age to the reward was to follow the master builder. I'm preaching this morning church and let me just go ahead and make the devil mad and say if Paul was a master builder if Columba was a master builder if Wesley was a master builder if Luther was a master builder then there's a young man here this morning that's got enough guts to say William Marion Branham was a master builder as well It may not be popular, it may not be fancy, but let me just go ahead and tell the devil, there are some men in this land today that the only way they'll quit preaching this message is you have to put a bullet in them and kill them because it's the reason they're living. You'll never cap them off. You'll never shut them up. It's the possession of faith that is calling out a bride church. Under the angel, amen, of the church of the out of sins, right? Amen, can I read that like a message believer? And unto the angel, William Marion Branham. 
write these things. Oh, let me just go ahead and put the devil, let me put another nail in the devil's coffin. We're not building an organization. I'm not here building an organization. Christ never sent me to build that. Christ sent me to build individuals to the stature of Jesus Christ that they might be the powerhouse. Oh, don't you see why the devil hates this church? It's because he hadn't been able to cut the power off yet. He's tried, Sister Janet, but every time there was 150 volts ran in right when he got ready to cut your power off and the Holy Ghost electrocuted him and knocked him back while the manifested sons of God begin to raise up holy hands, begin to lift up their voices because you can't cut the power off when it's an eternal power. You can't cut the power off when it's not coming from a man, when it's not coming from a system. Oh, come on, church. I've had, I, well, let me just preach this morning. God told me one time, said, you keep on preaching like that, you'll never preach for me again. I said, thank you, brother, but I'll go stand on a rock and preach this message before I compromise and let the power of the Holy Ghost be cut off. And we don't just need preachers with that determination. We need church members that'll say, devil, you ain't cutting my power off. Not gonna cut it off. I'll worship in the time of trouble. I'll dance in the rain. I'll shout when they're laughing at me. I'll preach when they're ridiculing me. It's an eternal power surge. It's coming from the Holy Ghost. Oh, build up the individual to that place. See, every building has to have a foundation. Let me say it this way. There are two foundations. There is a foundation which is a rock. Then there is a foundation which is sand. Let me just preach to you for a second. Isaiah 28, 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God. Can I just ask you a question? Y'all are killing me, but I'm loving every minute of it. Brother Donnie, the way I'm feeling right now, I'm about to ask you where you want another door in this church. Have you ever stopped to wonder out of everything you've been through, why are you still here? Now, I know I've been preaching a lot of that this morning, but let me just drive this home. Have you ever just sat and wondered why people you used to go to church with now call what they used to shout at false? Yeah, you ever wondered why? You ever wondered why people that you were friends with, come on young people, we've all been there. We, we ran the aisles at camp with people that ain't even serving God today. But, but do you wonder young people why you're still here? Do you ever just wonder, young man, do you ever just wonder why I'm still here in this? Can I tell you why? Because Isaiah prophesied of you. He said, behold, I lay in Zion. What is Zion? The bride. Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone. Are you ready? A sure foundation that he that believeth shall not make haste. Then when the world is building up on popularity, building up on education, building up on schools, building up on political powers, when both parties are corrupt, Building up on all these things. Laodicea is building up on something that's miserable. Miserable. 
Brother Andrew, I ain't miserable and I'm in Laodicea. Let me tell you what a prophet said. They vault of what they have, but what they have will not stand the test of time. They have built up on quicksand rather than the rock of revelation of God's word. See, pity them for soon cometh the earthquake and they'll be gone. Soon cometh the announcement, peace at last, and then sudden destruction, and they'll be gone. But when you build a building, you gotta put it on the foundation stone. I'm getting ready to answer that question for you. I didn't forget it. You build a building, and Paul says, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Then he comes along in Ephesians 2 and says, are built upon the foundation of the apostles, of the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Brother Brad, I love what Timothy says. He says laying it up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. A sure foundation against the time to come that they lay hold on eternal life. The foundation of God Timothy says, standeth sure. All right. Then a prophet comes along and says, then a new creation, not to a denomination, but to the word. Because he, because the foundation stone was laid in you before the foundation of the world. Then Brother Harry, today I can read Isaiah and say, Behold, I lay in Zion, amen, a precious stone, a cornerstone, a tried stone, a sure foundation stone. And then, Brad, I can step back and behold who is sitting before me and hear a prophet say, There was a stone laid in you before the foundation of the world. And I can stand and say, This day, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. Behold, I oh God, I'm about to come unglued. Behold, I lay in time. Come on, church, before you was even born, he laid that stone in you. He saw everything you would go through. Is that you, Brother Jeremy? God bless you. Hard to tell people. I don't want to call you the wrong name. He laid in you a tried stone. He laid in you a foundation stone that against the time to come that he was not nervous. I'm coming to a close. When he saw you on your journey and you would come up against something, he didn't see you stop and back up and question what you believe and question what you've been hearing, but he's seen you mount up with wings. He saw you, Brother Joel, square your shoulders back and say, I was born for this. I was ordained for this. I will not bow to this. I will not give in to this. As a matter of fact, I'll walk right through it. I'll walk right through it. Whatever we come up against, Brother Donnie, we're just going to keep on walking. Just going to keep on walking. When we hit a door, we'll walk through it. When we hit a wall, we'll walk through it. When we meet a Goliath on the field, we'll walk through him. And one of these days, if we keep on walking, our next step will be like Enoch. Ah, what are you talking about, Brother Andrew? I'm talking about... I'm not talking about perishable material. No, I'm, I'm going to close this here because I can't preach all day, but I sure feel like it. I, I'm not talking about perishable material. I'm talking about permanent. 
I'm talking about permanent material. I'm talking about God building seven church ages, a bride for Christ. I'm talking about a prophet that said, we know there's going to be a bride and there's going to be a wedding supper and we know they have the material on the earth that's going to make them ready to be there. Natural carpenter comes to you, what he'll do? He'll tell you how to build your natural house. Right? Spiritual carpenter tells you how to build your spiritual house. And a prophet said, I'm going to tell you how to make you like himself. Now, there are two bodies. I'm going to tie this up here. There are two bodies. There's the human body. Then there's the spiritual body. You realize that? Human body, spiritual body. Do you realize the human body is made up of 16 elements? Calcium, petroleum, potash, cosmic light, etc. The spiritual body is made up of three elements. Water, blood, spirit. See, is what makes his body. Now, do you realize the human body can only handle so much before it begins to break down because it's perishable. It's made out of perishable material. You say, Brother, I don't believe that because I'm in the message. And I, I'm, well, let me just preach to you for a second because Job was smote with sore bulls from the sole of his foot into his crown. You realize Job's body began to break down his mind, his nerves. But Brother says, when God had counted you worthy, when you have a test, now don't fail to get this, when you have a trial or a test, it shows the grace of God has found you favor with God. God had confidence in Job. He put him to the test. He put his trust in him. And he would say, though the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. See, Job was a part of the spiritual body. And let me just go ahead and close by saying this. The spiritual body, which is the bride, can handle whatever is thrown at it. And it will not break down. Because it's God-inspired, it's God-constructed, and it's built by God's instructions. See, this bride is not handmade. She is spoken word created. Oh, this, what are you talking about? This is the formation of the bride. Remember, said you're made up of the miracle work in God. I'm talking to you now. Amen, your material is perfect faith, a substance faith. See, do all who go in the bride have to live within 1,500 miles of the tabernacle? I always thought the bride would come out of all parts of the world at the time of the rapture. Am I wrong? No, my dear friend, you're not. But when the trumpet of God shall sound, wherever they are, no matter where they are, see, if they're in the jungles of Africa, when they buried those martyrs, the devil said, we're done with them. They perished. But no, he said, see, you're made up of a substance that's an unseen made material. And God will give that substance back. Then when you roll a loved one or you roll a church member out of this church in a casket and you lay him in the graveyard and the devil says, I finally got rid of them. No, you didn't. Amen. They were made of an unseen substance and the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with a voice and with a trumpet. Come on, church. I'm talking about people that were, that were, that were, that were done away with through the waste of animals. I'm talking about people that was burned in the fire, but because they were made out of stuff that don't bluff because they were made out of God material they'll raise up again brother Andrew what are you talking about I'm talking about God wants a time tested church 
He's got a church that's tested. Went through the trials, through the losses, through sicknesses, through sorrow, through death, and still stand. With a testimony. That's the man he's looking for. I don't care if you're a pauper. I don't care if you're a beggar. I don't care if you're a rag picker. I've yet to figure out what that is. How am I going to tell me? Whatever you are, God put the test to you. He's looking for a time-tested material. Can I tell you what he said? Now, I feel religious. Let me tell you. Brother Bram knocks on the pulpit. It says, that time-tested church will come into existence someday. Knocked on the pulpit once more and then clapped his hands. See, he even got happy. They may be half of them sleeping in the dust of the earth. I don't know where they're at, but God has got his material all tested. And one day he is coming to take the forefront and say, follow me right through atmospheres, stratospheres, spheres, and spheres into the presence of almighty God. He will go with a time-tested church. That's a memorial to his grace. That's the memorial that God gives him. Well, can I just speak over the banisterel of heaven this morning and say, Brother Branham, if you're looking over, behold, she is in existence. Behold, what you prophesied is here this morning. Behold, I lay inside. Amen, a sure foundation stone. Brother Jerry, she is here this morning. Oh, my God. I'm done this morning. I got to quit. This is not a perishable church. This is a permanent church. This bride will never pass away because she is the word. Just as there were boats in the days of Noah, there have been churches, churches, churches. There has been brides, 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 and they'll ever one sink. But a prophet said there has got to come one that's got not only the mechanics, but also the dynamics. And may I take the liberty to announce to you, brother, she is not coming. Amen, brother Tim. She is here this morning. She is here. Behold her. Look around, church. The same material that spoke the world into existence is sitting next to you this morning in God form, in a body. As our musicians come, testing time will come, but only the God constructed church will stand. You know what you got to have? You got to have the pressure test. You say, Brother Andrew, what are you talking about? A pressure test. If something is set up for 65 PSI, and you put 66, and I may, I may look, make myself look plumb ignorant here this morning, but that's okay. I've done it before. I'm not a plumber, but you can correct me after service. If you put 70 PSI in that thing, it's going to blow apart. It's not built to hold that pressure. Remember you preached that down at Brother Fred's meeting, the pressure of the gun. It's not built to hold that pressure. Not you, you, you can put all that in there. See, you can, you can put the message. You can, you can put it in a worldly material church and it'll blow it apart. Oh, God, I'm catching a second one. 
message will stay. Amen. You can take this message and put it in a hybrid church. And they'll say, oh, yeah, God is a prophet. Brother Ram was a prophet. That's right. Amen. Malachi 4. But then you go to striking some chords that he struck like you were not seed in a new birth. You was already seed. <laughs> Y'all hear? Or like this, the third pull is the opening of the word. <laughs> or like this, the sword in the hand is the word of the Lord. <laughs> Blow up. But then there's another group of people that when they hear that, they don't actually blow up, they blow out. They, they don't blow up, they blow out. They, they, you, you be in that same church and have one old, one old person over here that can only take about 60, about 47 to 59, that's all they can take. And you put that, oh, this is coming fresh. You put that pressure in them and they'll amen, amen, woo, glory to God. But you hit that 62 like spoken words, original seed. Then you hit that 63 like the seven seals. Then you come over to things that are to be and they'll blow up. But you can have a word church. You can have a Holy Ghost pipe in the same building, Brother Brad, and you go to pouring the seventh seal is open. You go to pour in the seven thunders. Awaken the bride out of her sleep. You go to pour in the seven church ages and they won't blow apart. They'll stand up on their feet. They'll shout. They'll run the aisles. They'll have a Holy Ghost time. You know why? Because we were built for this. We were built for this message. Oh, is there anybody that can raise your hand and say, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed to say God built me in this age to carry this message under this anointing. Oh, is there any young people here that can say, I'm not ashamed to be identified with this message? I was built to carry it. Brother Manuel, we was built to carry it. It's who we are. Some of y'all been through church wars and false doctrines, but you're still here today. He was built to carry this built to go I know this is simple as simple can be but I pray you hear my heart this morning the next thing you go through God don't love me just another trial really Gary next thing we go through it's my desire to live for Jesus. I was built for this. God's just showing the world that there's some people in the last days that don't have to be hooked on pills to get through life. Don't have to be hooked on pornography and dope and alcohol and everything else to get through life. There's some people that don't just have to have the, the, the religious blanket wrapped on them. There's some people, you can put them in the lion's den and they'll praise God. The pressure test. You love him this morning. Oh. Before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I prepared thee. Brother Ramon says, not only is he up there speaking the eagle, but he's built for that position. He's got to be pressurized for where he goes. Built to stand the pressure. You realize what it is? It's end time pressure. We was up in Ohio the other day and we went out to, I think we was out, Brother Ray's, and we went out to Arby's after service, and we were sitting there with some brothers talking, and one brother spoke up, I, I don't know his name, but he just spoke up, and he was a minister, he's a, a minister there, I, I wish I knew his name, I can't think of it right now, but he spoke up, he said, he said, hey, do you, do you brothers ever feel a pressure when you quote the prophet of God behind the pulpit? 
He said, man, I, I'm beginning to feel that pressure when you quote the prophet of God behind the pulpit. Some brothers just sitting there fellowshipping, and I, I started, I thought to myself, I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> feel that pressure all the time. Thank God I don't feel it here. But I, I feel, you feel it out there. You, you know it. You feel it. And I was just sitting there thinking, and Brother, Brother Wayne Lawson was sitting over there, and he spoke up. He said, hey, said Brother Andrew, he said, do you remember you come here several years ago and preached a message called End Time Pressure? I had totally forgot about preaching that message. He said, do you preach it? And he said, in that message, you actually made the statement, there'll come a time that you'll be in end time pressure of even quoting a prophet of God. And I totally forgot about it. But Brother, Sister, our pressures are here. There's going to be a pressure to live this message. There's a pressure right now to even say you believe Revelation 10.1 was fulfilled in 1963. There's a pressure right now to even hang a picture of a prophet of God up in a church. Pressure. There's a pressure even get in the pulpit and read a quote. Pressure. But is there any Mary's here today that says, I was born to carry this? I was born to carry this pressure. Brother Donnie, my womb was created to carry this message. Just as Mary's womb was claimed by the spoken word of Isaiah, you'll bring forth a son. God have mercy. And all the pressure she went through. You imagine when she started off walking that day to the well. Brother Bram said she went down there and said the angel Lord appeared to her. Now, now, I don't have time to go through all Mary, but I'll say it this way. She had pressure of people even saying that child was born illegitimate and Joseph and Ben, she'd been with another man and all kinds of pressures. All those pressures, Brother Donnie was building up to one final pressure. That right when she was time to have the baby, Herod said, everybody get to Bethlehem. You imagine everybody around there crying, weeping, carrying on. We got we to make a long journey to Bethlehem. And Mary, nine months pregnant, ain't crying. She's laughing and rejoicing. Joseph had got up with newborn faith, Brother Bram says, put her on that mule and said over the hills and through the deserts and across the valleys and up the mountains they went. Said the worst time at all, a woman could be on the back of a camel carrying a baby. And then you imagine they'd pass somebody and say, that's that, that's that woman that goes up her to Happy Valley. That's, that's that woman that believes that message right there. Look at her. Well, she's lost her mind. I knew it before long. She would snap. She snapped. She's on the back of that, that camel, and she's laughing and rejoicing at what she's going through. And maybe she just hard over and said, this ain't nothing to what I've already been through. Church, you were built for it. God sent a message in this hour build you for this time can you lift your hands and say thank you God for building me thank you God for the comfort of knowing you built me thank you God for the word and revelation this hour the heavenly revelation to know that what I'm going through brother John it ain't going to overcome me it ain't going to take me buddy I'll overcome it can I just go ahead and preach to you this morning what, what, is, a, what is a preacher brother said a preacher is a prophet a new testament pre- prophet is a preacher you're going to come through it. And you're going to stand on the other side of it and give glory to God that he brought you through it. Amen. Brother Andrew, do you see a vision? Brother Louis, do you, do, do you see a vision or a prophet? No. I got the word right here that says, and they all overcame him. Glory. They all by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Do you love him this morning? Amen. Let's bow our hearts together. You say, Brother Andrew, it's, it's really easy to preach these things and hear these things. Oh, but it's so hard. 
It's so hard to believe it when I'm going through trials. It's so hard to believe it when I'm going through that loss. It is. It is. But just as Paul said, the same God that gave me grace will give you the grace to get through it. I was studying the other day and I read where Paul was sitting there getting ready to go off the scene and he was instructing Timothy. And he told Timothy, he said, Timothy, hold fast to the words, the form of sound words. Hold fast the form of sound words. And I just began to thank young Timothy looking at Paul as a veteran soldier, as, a, as an elder, as a, as a prophet of God and all that he had done for God. And Paul stand there and tell Timothy, Timothy, hold fast. I began to think maybe Timothy will look up at Paul and say, Paul, how can you tell me that when you're getting ready to go off the scene and I'm going to go through these things. I'm going to go through a loss of a loved one. I'm going to go through a sickness. I'm going to go through this. And it come to me, Paul could look at him and say, Timothy, because the same grace that was sufficient for me will be sufficient for you. And I want to leave you with this today, church. The same grace that got them through, the same grace that got William Branham through taking this message around the world seven times in the witch halls of India, in the, in the, in the, the, the idolatry jungles of Africa and all these places, witchcraft and stuff, but overcome it every time. That same grace is in the building today. No matter what you're going through, would there be one here today who could just slip your hand up and say, God, I need a baptism of that grace today. Baptize my mind today, Lord. Baptize my nerves today, God. Baptize my, just, just, just give me a baptism today of that grace, Lord. Lord, I need a touch from you today, God. I, I don't need somebody to come through and discern me and give me a vision and tell me what I had for breakfast. No, God, I need you just to remind me. Remind me of these things, Lord. Stir up my heart today by the way of remembrance that God is going to get us through. Heavenly Father, Lord, all across this building today stands warriors, Father. Lord, here stands caliber of people today, God. Lord, here stands soldiers, Lord, that have been through wars and been through, been through great trials, been through great disappointments, been through hurts, humiliations, all kinds of things, Lord. But Lord, I just rem reminded myself this morning listening to a tape of who I was coming to preach to today. I was coming to preach to people that I was privileged to grow up and watch, Lord. I was coming to stand the day in a pulpit of a, of a pastor that I was privileged to watch growing up and sit under, Lord. Trials and tests and persecutions, but never laid the message aside. Lord, a, a church here today, Father, of people that's been through terrible things, but they're still standing today, God. And Lord, you heard my heart's prayer this morning. I don't come to give some great revelation or something this morning. God, just help me some way, somehow to get myself out of the way that your people can be encouraged to know why they're still standing and they're going to make it. Father, I pray today for every man, woman, boy, and girl. Lord, the pressures of hell right now is greater than they've ever been. Lord, the guns of Satan are, are pointed at the church like they've never been pointed before. 
Lord, so much confusion. Lord, seems like every day you wake up and get another bad report of someone, a, a brother, a sister, somebody suffering in their body somewhere, another trouble, another this. But, oh, God, I am so thankful that you would send a prophet to say, but you were built for this kind of pressure. You were built to stand right in the middle of all kinds of cancer reports and, 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 and viruses and all kinds of things and stand there and say, but God is still a healer. God is still a miracle worker. God is still a cancer killer. God is still a, a way maker. Father, I pray today, God, you would encourage the heart of every one of these people today, Lord, that no matter what they're going through today, God, may they be able to lift up their hands as Job and say, though this human body would break down, though the skin worms would destroy it, yet in my flesh I'll see God. I know my Redeemer liveth. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, can you just raise your hands to him right now, wherever you are? Maybe over in the fellowship hall or at home, wherever you're at this morning, here in the sanctuary. Can you just raise your hands to him and say, God, touch me today, Lord. I'll just come by today, God, and minister some of that peace that passeth all understanding to my heart. I need you today, God. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to lay hold of that eternal life, oh God. Friends, if you're here today and you don't know him as your personal Savior, as your Redeemer, I encourage you to come today and let the Lord deal with your heart. If you're here today and you're, you're standing at the, at the brink of just throwing up your hands and quitting because you say, well, this message don't work and I ain't seen no effect of it. Well, I just want to ask you, have you laid in the presence of the Son long enough to let that seed ripen in your heart? Have you laid there long enough to let the Holy Ghost reveal to you personally, not just by me saying or Brother Donnie or any other preacher, but there's actually a foundation stone laid in you against this time. He laid it in you against this time to come. Can I say it to you this way? He laid a predestinated stone in you against the time of coronavirus to come. Against the time of economies to collapse, he laid it in you against that time. Oh, let's just raise our hands and worship him for a minute as they would sing something today. If anyone needs prayer today, he's here. Friends, I encourage you, don't leave without knowing him and the power of his resurrection. I just want to, I just, I just tell you this, I'm sorry, but there's just anointing here this morning. I was listening to the prophet of God last night. He said, Noah built that ark out of gopher wood. He said, soft wood that would stand the unloving destruction. Isn't it something Noah didn't build the ark out of something hard? but something that would be soft and pliable. Friends, don't ever let your heart get hard. Don't ever let your spirit get hard because of the things you're going through and the trials. We, don't let that happen. God built you to be soft, to be a receiver, to be a receptor of what he's delivered in this age. Brother Harry, sing something for us. God bless you today, friends. Oh, let's just worship him today. The word's gone forth. Just worship him now. Let that same God that met Paul come to you this morning. Let him minister strength to you. Grace, ability today, Lord Jesus. There is no problem too big. God cannot solve it. Hallelujah. There is no mountain too tall He cannot move it 
no storm too dark. God cannot calm it. There is no sorrow too deep. He cannot soothe it. If He carried the weight of the world upon His shoulder, I know my brother that He
Till evening and 
and by His strength alone I've overcome. Oh, I could stop and count successes like diamonds in my hands. But those trophies could not equal to the grace by which I stand in Christ alone. I place my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross. And every victory, let it be said of me, my source of strength. this morning. Have you enjoyed church? Have you enjoyed the word of the Lord? Amen. 
Let's sing this just as we get ready to go. I'm glad he's a way maker, aren't you? Praise the Lord. He has equipped us to be right here. You are well equipped, church. God bless you. Let's sing it as we get ready to go this morning. You are here, moving in our midst. Glory. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you.
just before we go you can you can stay or you can go whatever you need to do but let's sing this just before we leave this today this is how I fight my battles with my hands raised to you Lord this is how I fight my battles yes this is how I fight my battles
I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you And this is how I fight my battle This is how I fight my battle 